Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Hi, this is Abby. And I'm Steph. And we are hands off parents. And today we have some really um, fun topics sickness. Sickness. Being sick is really, really crappy. And just sort of stuff that gets in the way of being a, a human. Yeah. Functioning up to par. And, a, and I think that ties really well into being a parent and how yeah. you deal with stuff that's. Not, comes up. Yeah. Comes up out of your nose, your mouth, your brain. Your heart. Your heart. <laughs> um, so I will say my kids have been sick for this week, and it was very challenging as uh, somebody who has a job, full-time job. Um, and it like I had this like brain-heart connection thing where I was like, I'm trying to send my kid to daycare, and I know, like, no joke that he's sick. But if I send him to daycare today and he gets sent home, he can't go in tomorrow. So I was like made a like a pro con list. Like if I send him today and he gets sent home, then I'll miss the meeting tomorrow that I have. But if I keep him home today and send him in tomorrow when I have the meeting, then I have to deal with. But anyway, like the whole conversation that I had with myself in my head and called my sister to like be like, can I weigh this out with you? made me feel really shitty like I like I'm a bad parent like but then I was like I know other parents send their kids of course to school sick and that's why he's sick but how do you deal with that how do you how do you deal with it I mean if you're if you're a stay-at-home parent I guess it would be easier if your kid gets sick right um but yeah like I have to go to work too I mean our our situation is such that I go to work and then Mike has a flexible job so he kind of makes his own hours and so when Iris gets sick he's the one that stays home with her but if he didn't have a flexible schedule right then we would have to get a babysitter yeah and that's what and I have a like I have a decently flexible schedule but like when I have to teach I have to teach but we had to get a baby. Like, it was like, I was like texting people that I was like, I haven't talked to you in a while. What are you doing tomorrow? I want to make 50 bucks. And then I'm like paying for daycare and paying somebody else to watch my kid. And then like, and you're paying for it in like guilt as well. Cause yeah, you know, your kid probably should stay home. I mean, with I, you, I think that, you know, there's been several times where Iris has been sick for like four or five days and it, and the fever has been there for like four days. And, you know, after four or five days of her being here all day sick. Yeah. It's just like you, you have to go back to school. There's, there's no way that you can stay here fever or not. Yeah. Like I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> like I can't, I can't. Monday can't, can't come soon enough. Yeah. And... But then you feel bad, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Hold on. I have to fix this. Uh, okay. Um, so I'll, I will relate this story. I used to work as a, in a daycare when I was very young. And there was this single dad who sent his kid to school no matter what. Like green snot coming out of his nose. He sent this kid to school. And we would send this kid home all the time. And then it happened that this kid, like, 
came in one day and I was like, this kid is sick. And he projectile vomited on me. And I was like, There's, he's gonna like die or something. And I had to call the ambulance and the ambulance picked him up. Sorry about that. And um, he had scarlet fever. Oh God. Yeah, and I was like, I'm in this daycare worker taking care of your kid. Like, you're a bad parent. But then I felt like the flip happened to me. Right. And I understood why he kept sending his sick kid to school because... Because he couldn't afford to send the kid to school without the job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel, I mean, I think it's just... This is a whole other topic, but it's just hard to be a working parent. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I work in a school where, like, the clientele are children, who were born. Who have, yeah, who have parents. <laughs> right. But I feel like, like if people didn't give birth, we would have no clients. Right. Where I work. <laughs> right. But I still feel like there's like this underlying animosity about, ugh, you've got to do one more thing with your kid. Yeah. And I don't know how you combat that. I mean, I, I, I have to do lots of things with my kid. My priorities shifted the second that she was born and she will always, always come first. And I think that's hard for, like, type A, hard workers who, like, I used to go above and beyond all the time. And I still do a really great job, but, like, my kid's going to come first. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think the sickness thing, we, I think we just, I don't know, we just feel like a truckloads of guilt anyway, just about, like, just being About sending your kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, in general. In general. So, like, and they send, like, regular emails, like, do not send your kid. At your school they do? Yes. They don't even know what email is at my school. (laughs) Okay. We get an email once a month with the monthly meal plan attached. Okay. Um, And every time I get it, I'm like, why are you sending this to me? Like, I'm thinking, are parents studying this and, like, thinking, oh, Johnny had mac and cheese today, so we're not going to feed him mac and cheese tonight. Like, that's all my kid gets. I hope they're. I hope that that is not like, going. Why are you sending this to me? We used to get, this is totally off topic, like a handwritten thing called a cuddlegram, but it was always pronounced cuddygram <laughs> very quickly, and, like, all, it just made me, like, like, realize that they couldn't speak or write English very well, so, <laughs> they, and then they just stopped sending them home, so. Nice. I don't know which was worse. The cuddling stopped. <laughs> the cuddling stopped. No more. The cramming stopped. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of information being shared um, from from my kids' school uh, that I mostly don't pay attention to. Um, but I do pay attention to these emails that are like, "You are the worst human being if you send your kid when they're sick. You're putting everybody in danger." Like, Iris' teacher was pregnant for the first half of the year, and I was thinking, like, how is a pregnant person yeah. around all of these filthy germ cesspool children? Because it's so dirty. Like, it's, it's dirt. When we went to bring cupcakes to her school for her birthday, every single kid in the class had green snot coming out of their nose. Yeah. Every single one. So I'm like, how are they ever going to not be sick? No. We, we were sick. It was like, it was horrific. We were like in a, we were in a nightmare that we could not, we could not get out of. Like... I was sick, and then Mike got this crazy bronchial thing, and then Iris got this stomach bug, and she vomited five times in one night. We literally ran out of clean sheets. I mean, we would change her, and then an hour later it was again. She had a fever for five days. She had mucus coming out of her ear. Yikes. I mean, it was so filthy and terrible. I just felt terrible for her. She was so, so sick. But And then I got something, and then he had this cough for a month, and then I got another thing. 
I mean, and then she got another thing. It's, it's never like, you ending. can't stop. Yeah. I don't know how you, we break that cycle. So we're very, we're very good about not sending her if she has a fever. We never, ever have done that. But, like we sent her recently, like it had definitely not been 24 hours with her being fever free, but she'd been home for five fucking days. And, she, and, and she's fine. She's fine. But then it's like... And they're all sick. They're all they're sick all anyway. Sick. They're like, all sick anyway. I saw anyway. all of your kids' green snot. And they're wiping it on my kid's face. And, like, my kid is licking the finger of the snot that just came out. That's why... That's what pisses me off. Oh, we've got a stolen milk. Hold. That's okay. in. Can you give Iris her milk back, please? That's not your milk, bud. Speaking of sharing, finger up the nose. Uh, yes, they were just swapping saliva. <laughs> Jack is no longer sick. <laughs> kind of pushing it. Um, as he coughs loudly in her face. Well, it's done. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I see, I see all of your sick children. I see them. Yeah. I see all the stuff coming out of their faces. And then like, so I'm... We're having to stay home with her, but you're sending your kids to school sick. So who's, like, but is that a bad parent? Because now this is like, we're not arguing, really. We're on the same team, but I'm telling you that I I am that parent that sends their kid to school when they're sick. And you're telling me you're the parent that keeps their kid home. Right. So, like. And then I'm very resentful. So, here's the question. Are you resenting me right now? Maybe a little bit. If we were in the same school. I, I might write you some sort of passive aggressive. No, I would never do that. <laughs> Put it on. I would never say anything. Shield. I would curse you silently. Silently. That's fair. Behind closed doors. That's fair. Like I do to everyone else. <laughs> I'll take that. You probably already do. It's okay. Never. Never. <laughs> ever, ever. So, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, when does this stop? When do, when do they stop? I don't know. I hope it's really soon, but I don't think so. I think the first, certainly the first year is bad, but Iris has been in school for over, since, yeah. Yeah, she's been in school since she was seven months old. I don't know. And she's now over two. But we went to the doctor and it was the first time we were on an antibiotic. And what? Yeah, my doctor was like, high five to you guys. And I was like, that, I'm Pratting myself on the back for that. It's I don't, all the dirt that they eat. It must be all the dirt that they've been eating. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I guess for like two, that's pretty decent. That's incredible. But then I was like, oh, what if he's allergic to it? And she looked at me like I was a moron. It's like, some people are allergic to it. Again, with your doctor. I love her we so much. We talked about this a lot the last episode. So she needs a comedy injection. But what about, so what about mommy sicknesses? Like, physical... For one, but then more like other, like mommy just can't deal with Get life. out of bed. Yeah, mommy's just done with everything. <laughs> how do, like, how does that even, how do we well, so, be parents? Yeah, so I mean, physical sickness is, when I, when I am physically sick, it is just tremendously hard to, to parent. Yeah. Like tremendously, tremendously hard. And then when both of us are sick... It's like, what do you even do? Yeah. I mean, I think fortunately we sort of pass it back and forth. So one is always feeling okay. better than yeah. the other. And I'm trying to think of, of a time where we have both been the same amount of, of totally fucked up. We had one like weekend where I, I was like vomiting and Rob was like 
almost the opposite of vomiting (laughs) and the kids were sick and we were just like what do you even do this is why people live with their moms in the basement yes well that's what I do my mom but then sometimes she's sick too and then she can't come over and then we're really screwed yeah um yeah and I was telling you earlier it's like Iris's school will like they'll notify us they have these signs they'll be like two cases of fever one case of um strep throat and then I'm like thank you but like Fuck you, yeah. because now I'm just, like, terrified. I'm like, don't touch me, child, because you're going to give me strep throat. And I don't want to be sick. Like, and that is the I, worst. Like, I want to give you kisses, but, like, I I'm don't want to get your illness because then I can't take care of you. I know. Yeah. I know. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it suck. It suck. It suck, Abby. <laughs> it does suck. It suck. Um. So, we're going to take a tiny break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk more about mommy illnesses. Sounds good. Of... Okay, we're back. Great. So, during the break. During the break, um, I said to Stephanie, do you ever just want to quit life? (laughs) Not in a really depressing way, but it kind of sounds pretty depressing when you say it like that. It was sort of depressing how you said it. (laughs) I was like, pouring wine. Pouring wine and just like, you were like, I have so much work to do and I just want to quit. I just feel like um, there's too much to do and there's not enough time to do it. There's no breathing room. There's no breathing room. And everything is just very like, I don't know, like, I love my kids. I would never like go back and think about my life before them because there was, it was something else. didn't really matter. But... Different life. It's even... I feel like trying to put it all aside and just be a mom is very challenging sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're sad or mad or whatever the case may be. Busy. I mean, mean, you, you go to school. You're getting a doctorate. You have a job. You write plays on the side. You parent twins. You have to feed your kids mac and cheese every day. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have to make mac and cheese like every day because Levi won't eat leftovers. Okay, I want to throw something at him right now. It is a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. But, and, and yeah, and I feel the same way. It's like, you also have a full-time job. You're a mom. You had a major, if you want to share, dealings with this year that really, really sucked. Sucked. Yeah. yeah, it sucked. Um, yeah, I, I've spent the majority of this year like internally comatose with depression. Like, I mean, so so my brother died a year ago yesterday. Yeah. No, a year ago Friday. Yeah. It's Sunday. Um, he died of a heroin overdose, which was also um, like a whole other layer of tragedy. Yeah. And he was 30 and he was great and a comedian and successful and blah, 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 blah. Um, that doesn't matter. He was my brother. He was like my best friend. He's my only brother and he died and I got the call and I also was like his executor of his life. So I've had to spend a lot of this year like um, notarizing things and calling institutions and canceling things and explaining the death. And, and it adds like a whole nother level. It was sort of fun. This is not funny at all, but when I was going over the paperwork... Yeah. They say, like, you can take a salary for being an executor. Oh, really? And I was like, what? I asked, like, the 
lawyer lady. I was like, that's absurd. She's like, well, it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, you would be surprised how much time it takes. Um, and that's just not what you want to be doing when you're sad. But anyway, yeah, I, there were there were especially in the beginning, the first like two months, I just did not want to get out of bed. I mean, so how were you coping as a mom? Like, how did you parent when you needed someone to take care of you? Kind of. I think that you just like have a, like a reserve of energy when you're a parent and it's like how do you get up with a newborn when you are running off of 30 minutes of sleep in a in a 48 hour period yeah. like how do you you know parent your kid when they've been sick with a stomach bug for you know 6 days and you're like swimming in vomit how yeah. like I don't know. Part of me wants to say you just do it. Yeah. Um, I have a great husband. Which helps. Who helps? I, my husband is great. That helps. Um, And he has picked up a tremendous amount of slack this year, I would say. Just like the stuff that needs to get done. You know, like, um... I can't even like household stuff. Like, see, like, yeah. get, like he cleans. And he stuff does like, that. like the dishes. That's amazing. Every night, he has been cleaning. He, I mean, he just has like do, does these things that I don't even even realize he's doing. Because when you're like that sad, you don't even see that stuff. Like, I couldn't yeah. even see that stuff for a long time. Um, so, like, whatever reserves of energy I had went to Iris, right? And so I would force myself to smile and play with her and be present with her. And then like as time went on, it was like, okay, I'm at the park and I'm sliding down a slide and I don't feel like I'm going to die. And you're actually enjoying it. Yeah. And then you realize like that actually your kid is pulling you out. Yeah. Like I don't think that I would have survived this year if I didn't have her. Because you kind of have, I mean you... Thinking about losing somebody and the impact that has on you as an adult. Imagine being a kid and losing somebody. Like you, could, like you would never do that to her. And maybe if he had a kid, he would have thought differently. I mean, I don't want to woulda, shoulda. Oh, totally. It, but like you might think differently. Although some people do and some people don't, and they just can't. But. Um, But it's hard. It's hard to be sick in any capacity and be a parent and be like, I just have to, like, shut the fuck up and get out of bed and, like, deal with you. And I'm tired, too. And Yeah. I mean, I I think that – I mean, you can't really do this with a toddler, but, like, I teach high school students. And and if I don't feel good one day, I'm very candid about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not feeling good. I'm sad today. I, I feel terrible. So I'm just letting you know in advance before we start that right. this is where I am. And, you know, like, this whole thing went down between the ages of her being one and two. I mean, I feel like I'm finally kind of coming out of this dark place. So, like, in the beginning of that, like, you know, I think just snuggling with a kid and yeah. being, like, it was kind of, if it had to happen at some point, it wasn't like she had the like intellectual capacity. I think she felt me being sad. That's what I was gonna ask. That was my next question. Like, do you think she knew in some respect? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that she. I. 
she's always been really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like when I cry, she's always cried. Yeah. Always, her entire life. Not my children at all. <laughs> my kids like think it's hilarious if I cry. Do you think that's boys? Um, or just like they're dicks. <laughs> no, because I I was talking about this with, an, with another friend recently who has an older boy, and we were talking about this, and she was like, "Yeah, uh, my kid has never felt an emotion when I feel an emotion." Really? Yeah. That makes me sad. Like I want, like I actually, like sometimes, like cry when they throw like their food on the floor. I cry, <laughs> hoping that they'll cry, and they're they just they don't care. No, they don't care. But do you think that she knew you were like? But maybe like I'm faking it, and she actually knows you're sad, like or knew you were sad, or. I don't think it made her more sensitive to me. Like, no. I don't think that she was able to be like, all right, mom's having a bad day. Right. You like, know? how dogs smell fear. Your baby doesn't smell <laughs> yeah, like, depression. Yesterday was my birthday, and Mike was like, Iris was like throwing a tantrum about getting out of the car, and he's like, it is your mother's birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, she doesn't care about that. She doesn't give a shit about that. She doesn't know. She's happy about the cake. Yeah. That's the extent of it. And it's been this very strange juxtaposition with like having a newborn child and a child who's experiencing the world for the first time and losing somebody who's that close to me at the same time because yeah, she's like I'm seeing life through her eyes. Like she's experiencing, like she'll stop at a telephone pole and like explore it for 15 minutes. Right. And I'm like, let's go. But, but that's, the, that's what they're doing at this age. Everything is new. So then you're sort of living life with this really excited individual, you know. Yeah, you almost have to, like, just, like, check your emotions at the door. And then, you know what? At the end of the day when I put her to bed, I have plenty of hours to feel like shit. Yeah. All night you can feel like shit. It will still be there. I can cry and hate my life all night long. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, like, just, like, in terms of physically, you can't be depressed. I mean, you can be depressed emotionally, but like physically, you still have to get and move around. And and we both experienced depression in probably other respects where you're like, I'm just gonna sit in bed all right. night and all day and, and like, all weekend. Yeah, and watch and also reruns of Seinfeld. Like, sure, you can't do that. It doesn't exist anymore. No, you cannot do that. I have to get up with her in the morning. I have to change her diaper. I have to make sure she's yeah. fed. I have to make sure she's bathed. I, have, I mean, there are things that have to happen. Um, so in that respect, I think it helps because you're forced out of that, like, coma. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can't be in one. You can't be in a I mean, the day after he died, I, I distinctly remember, like, waking up, crying. Like, I've never awoken... With, with, with crying. Now you know how your child feels. Yeah, I was like her. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, she needs me right now. Like I ha- And so I'm crying, yeah. but I'm still there with her. Yeah. So it was, you know, was it awesome? No. No, but... But if you're grieving... Have a have kid. Have a kid. <laughs> That's the moral of this entire story. That's, go get yourself pregnant. Find someone doesn't even matter. Well, find someone who will help. Yeah. 
Because it's great that my husband, like, does the dishes. It's awesome. It is. Does your husband do the dishes? Oh, no, 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 no. 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 He doesn't do the dishes. Um, no. Are you, are you, are you cleaning your house mostly? Um, I don't really clean my house at all, (laughs) to be honest. Sure. Um, somebody does that sometimes. Only sometimes. Right. And those days are glorious days. Yes. And they last about 14 seconds, yep. and then... And it smells really good. For like 14 seconds, and it smells great. And it's a great 14 seconds. Yeah, and then we throw paint on the floor. And, like, and oh, like, I like yeah. this house. And then and then it goes away very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in Colette, like, not to change the subject, but it's the same subject. But thinking about sicknesses, I'm, like, now collecting my son's poop in small containers... Because, like, we want to get it tested because he, like, he doesn't, like, go solid. He doesn't go solid. Ever? No, never. Which one? Uh, Levi. So you're taking samples of his poop into small jars. Yeah, and my husband was like, well, we have to, like, freeze it. Oh, God. And my husband was like, make sure that, like, you don't give it to me as ice cream. <laughs> Which is so... Um, fucked up in so many different ways, like, that I'm gonna, like, A, that dumb, B, that, the fact that I do scoop the ice cream out and put it in a, you know, a cup for him. Right. C, that I'm collecting poop. D, it's in our freezer. E, this is our lives now. F, you're great. That's the F. Um, so, don't feed your husband your kids poop no because that's gonna make everybody sad it's like we're doing a parenting podcast right now and now we're talking about poop yeah i'm so sorry (laughs) this is just (laughs) isn't that what it's all about i guess it is a big part of our lives the the one parenting book i ever read was eat sleep poop me too i think on your recommendation i was like i need to get this and it was just because it was like short and he was like a doctor and a parent yeah i was like ah you seem like you know what you're the words were like i think he was a jew uh, he might, yeah, he, like, he eh, might have been, yeah, right, fine. yeah, yeah. I just found all my parenting books under the bed, and I was like, oh, I haven't read these. Too Still late. Won't. <laughs> Too late. The damage is done. All right, so, um, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. There's... I love talking about death. I love talking about poop, I think. It's just great. It's great stuff. Um, so if you have anything to share about your experiences parenting through tumult yeah through sickness because i think it's something that's pretty relatable and pervasive yeah we're all organisms we all feel things we all have triumphs and failures absolutely so um and then i think everybody should just give them cut themselves a break i know we're all doing the best we can and some days you just wake up and you're like i want to quit today i can't do it but i can't do it and i'm gonna just do my best and my best is going to have to be enough. Yeah. And then you go home and you drink lots of wine and that's fine too. And you hug your kids. And yep. if you can do both at the same time, even better. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if someone can invent that. Let's work on that for our next project. <laughs> okay. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we will see you next week. Hooray. Bye. Do, do. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail can. <laughs>